Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us today. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry, and how are you doing today, Larry? I'm doing great, Dr. Mark. All right, so we're going to jump back into things. We're here to sort of educate our listeners on how to get through this crazy healthcare rule, and we're going to talk about billing today, right? Yes. At least in the first segment, some caveats and some warnings based on on real-time stories that we've gotten from listeners and uh, experiences that we want to share. Well, Dr. Mark, I hope you took your blood pressure. Medicine, I hear you. Because I've got one in particular that's going to get your uh, blood pressure up a little bit. I'm telling you, anytime <laughs> we get, we talk about the way people are kind of scammed out of their cash in yeah. healthcare, it really does drive us drive us crazy because yeah. we've spent so much time in our careers we have. trying to figure out how to have physicians and billers survive, right. Right. right? How to make the business right. side of medicine delivery work. Exactly. And we're scratching tooth and yeah. nail to get it done. And then you hear about these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's well, go ahead know, and get, I'll, well, I'll, I'll know, take deep breaths every once will. in a while. You're going to have to yoga training. a couple of them. Yeah. Well, I'll let you get started. All right. You know, the, uh, you know, we talk constantly on this show about educating healthcare consumers, yes. but we also talk about how to navigate our very complex U.S. healthcare system. Right. And we've got some patient examples today that uh, are somewhat disturbing, if you really want to talk about it, Dr. Mark. I know we, we kind of yeah. went over a few of them, yeah. and it's it's hard to believe what some you hear sometimes. Stuff. Yeah. I, it kind of goes yeah. back to when we talked probably a year ago about costs of helicopter rides for, yeah. for yep. little lacerations. $49,000 yeah, for an eight-minute ride. And, and yeah. you know, you can kind of, I think the public has kind of grown immune to really responding to that because right. now it's com- it's a commonplace report. It is. It is. And, of course, the Surprise Billing Act helped that started last hopefully. year. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I mean, and, it's certainly that's, that's what it's there yeah, for. We'll see where it goes. And that's really to try and minimize the out of network cost that yep. you don't have to pay more than what you would have paid in network. Yeah, and I think the biggest yeah. impact, yeah. Larry, that's going to be is if people hear about it, and they have. I, th- I think that was a very well-publicized bill. It was. It makes them think there's something. Okay, right. I got a bill. Right. There's something there. And as we've said, always ask the questions. And never pay a bill until you have an opportunity to research it and know yeah. what you're paying. And, and you, you say never. Yeah. Never, never, because well, wait you till you hear this story. You cannot predict, yeah. and it's it's work, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you oh, know, it, it is. it's work. work but to get but it I done, will but. tell you, I've I've seen a lot of issues over my day, but I'm telling you, this is about as blatant stupidity as I've seen, Doctor Martin. You're giving them credit. That's right. So, patient uh, was seeing their PCP for a very long time, mm-hmm. and when the patient first started seeing this primary care physician, it was an independent practice. Gotcha. Over the last four or five years, this practice has been uh, purchased by a large health system. Okay, so a, a common common story. We yeah. see it all. We talk about it all yep. the time. Mm-hmm. So now they're a hospital owned physician practice, all centralized into a large health system. Okay. And we're not going to indict the health system. But no. this is pretty blatant. Patient gets a statement mm-hmm. this past week, and the statement basically said 
you owe me $434.34, and you can click here to set up a payment plan, or you can click here to apply for a uh, and or pay the balance in full. At so, so, so this and this is for an office visit. This was for an office visit. Okay, yeah. okay. it was for a nine nine two one four. Okay, which is mid level a mid level office visit, right? And so, when the patient looked at the bill, and this the, is an insured patient, this is an, a person Pri- that has private, private actually this patient insurance. has Medicare with a supplement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they okay, got that one. So this coverage. happened to be particular Medicare. And okay. Supplement. Medicare. Okay. So they got billed for a patient visit. So they went back and they found out that this patient visit was actually a patient visit with her PCP on April 12th, 2021. And so they get the bill a year later, a year later. It's just not like bill number no. four. You no. got to pay or no. we're going to. No. Okay. Never nice. received this bill before. That was the first thing I asked. Okay. So then the efficiency is already incredible, incredible. First of all, why would you get a bill a year later? Yep. Number two, when they looked at the bill, it had for that nine, nine, two, one, four established patient billing. In other words, bill charges, $324. Okay. Okay. Then it said insurance covered 110.34. All right. So you got a balance of. Couple hundred and four thirty four thirty four, right? No. So you add the three twenty four, right? And the one ten thirty four, it equals four thirty four thirty four. But you should subtract that. I understand. Okay, Doctor Mark. They not only bill this patient the bill charges, they added what the insurance paid and sent them a bill for the total instead of subtracting what the insurance yeah. paid. Yeah. And this was for yeah. a well visit. This was for a an annual visit. Annual visit. Annual so visit it would have been a hundred percent covered anyway. Right. Exactly. Because this patient had been grandfathered into Plan F in the original supplement, oh, yeah, which we pays about the twenty percent. Yeah. Medicare paid eighty. Medicare paid. I mean, uh, the the private insurance company paid twenty. Okay. But the issue is when they went back into the detail, it said that the insurance covered paid the one ten thirty four, which were they added to the right. Should have subtracted, but they added it. Yeah, and build a, and sent them a bill for the amount. But then when you went down further and looked at it, it said, remember I said the 110.34? Right. Well, actually, Medicare for a 99214 paid 136.28, and the supplement paid another $26. So it was basically $162 and some change. Right. And they, okay. And okay. so so the this this guy, this lady called the centralized billing service, mm-hmm. and this is where it's going to get you, Dr. Mark. Okay. They called up, and they told her, well, uh, she's talking for 10 minutes on the phone with the billing service, and the billing cert lady says, ma'am, you know, I'm really sorry. I can't see your bill. At the billing service. At the billing service. And th- and this is actually, so this is not a yeah. collection agency. No, no. This, this is, is actually the actual the health system. Health systems billing. Billing department. Can't see. Can't see. And uh. so her question was, well, why am I talking to you if you can't talk to me about my bill? Yeah. I, that's know, not unkind. And, and the comment was made, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so these things, and I'm, I'm look just for our listeners, I'm, look, I'm looking yeah. at, at what's been printed yeah. out here. Yeah, there's and, more. And it's yeah, it's hard to imagine because it is. Yeah. You would think that the computer program because yeah. it shows that it's a this credit. Isn't, it shows yeah, this that isn't, it's a credit. This isn't fraud. This is just lousy IT billing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. tell me more. Yeah. So then so then she tells them, Well, how do I clear this up? Because I don't owe you anything. Now it showed very clearly that Medicare and Blue Cross paid the bill. Yeah. 
and her billing person says, well, we'll run another insurance check on this and we'll get back to you within 14 days. It's right there. She says, ma'am, only see it. She says, ma'am, you don't have to do an insurance check. It shows what the insurance paid. Write the difference off. It's a billing error. If you can add one plus one, you'll understand this. Right, right. Lady says, ma'am, that's all we can do. Man. Now, this was early in the week. Three days later, she gets another bill showing that the insurance paid, and it showed the Blue Cross and the, uh, I mean, the, the supplement payment and the Medicare payment. Gotcha. But they were still wrong on what the original invoice said. So it didn't match. And they still said, you owe me $434.34. So, so that number still comes up. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's no yeah. math to yeah. put it together, yeah. that makes any sense. So well, that, she, is, that is exciting. So she calls me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so the answer there is don't pay the bill. That's and, right. And, and Larry, you've, you and I have talked about this before, yep. and we, we know that the seniors, I shouldn't even say yep. that, it can be anybody, yep. look at a bill and say, I need to pay my bills, right? right? right. And, and a lot of people, they have that stack that they go yep. through once a month or once every three yep. weeks or whatever it is, and they're going to pay it. Well, particular senior citizens, Dr. Mark, yeah, who I know. pay their bills, they don't want these bills right. bugging right. them. And so even if you look at, okay, this was, yeah. this is a pretty, this is not a tiny bill. You know, they're up no. at $400, no. but let's say it was even $56 that you don't owe. Yeah. You it ought not be your, paying it. And it ends up on your credit report and puts a ding on your credit report. Yeah. The, it has to go a few steps before you do that. Exactly. Yeah. And, but, and then but that's, that's something to tell happen. the listeners, yeah. like you can go a full year back yeah. and forth with these right. folks. Yeah. And even if it goes to the collection agency, and the collection agency is yeah. now they're going to send you something and say, "Listen, if you pay this right now, it can all go away because they're going to get their cut, right?" Yep. Um, even at that point, it hasn't affected your credit. Exactly. I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thoughts that the second they do that, they say, "Well, we're going to we're yep. going to tell the uh, we're going to tell yep. the credit card or not the credit card the credit agencies yep. what's going on here." And yep. it's not that's not so much yep. the worry. The worry here is the millions upon millions of dollars. That people are paying yep. without even understanding what they're paying. Dr. Mark, you know, we manage multiple uh, hundreds and thousands of Medicare lives in right. our own in our own our groups. groups. Uh-huh. I hear people all the time, well, I just paid the bill because I didn't know what else to do. Right. And they and they uh, you, you know, that. that's frustrating. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's sad and frustrating. Yeah. And the other piece is the insurance companies say that the provider has to send in a bill within a certain number of days, you know, right. 120 days of service. Yep. 10 EOB. Yep. yep. That's right. This is a this is a full year old bill. Yeah. But you're still yep. expected to pay it. Yep. Now that's something you can't get around if you actually owe it the amount of time. Right. But but it's very unfair that on the charge side it it there's there's a limit. Whereas if you're going to pay it, they they can bill you at any time. Well, the 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 part of this one was that not only did she talk to him and explain that she didn't owe him anything. She showed it to them, and then three days later, they sent her the same bill again yeah. and said, you owe it. You know, I would almost guarantee that that's generated from a whole different system yeah. that crosses yeah. over. Yeah. And, and you know, this is – this is it's insane. It's, it's, it's just, insane. And, and the, the reason that it's important that we bring this up to our listeners, Dr. Mark, is how many millions of dollars oh, saying, yeah. are paid across the country by people that don't even know what they're paying their bill. Yep. They just get it off no, it the ha- record. Exactly. And that, that's yep. exactly what's happening. Yep. And it's going to continue to happen. But especially if you're, you, know you're, you know you have coverage. 
right? And they did. They, right. they had and, the best coverage you can get. Right. So yeah. even if you know you have good coverage, it may be hard for you to to recognize and say, you know, I'm never going to pay a bill. That may be tough. But you need to believe us when we say before you write a check, at least make the call. And it, and it can yep. be painful. Yep. yep. The experience they had, I can't believe that a billing group can't see the bill. I mean, that's just that's insane. I mean, that, yeah. anybody in the neighborhood could have answered that call and been just as helpful. Well, not only that, when you look at the face sheet of the email that they sent us, lady, it says new statement, you owe 430, 434, click here to make a payment, click here to set up a payment plan. That yeah, was no, their yeah, only no choices. option. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That is, and that's, that's sort of the, the equivalent of the strong, strong arming you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're that, those are yeah. your only choices. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of Larry, you know, What's the, that? the computer viruses that jump up and say, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to take over your computer in 30 if seconds. Don't if you pay. pay. Yeah. 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 And, and, and just that mm-hmm. it's almost a, a softer scare tactic because people get a nice yeah. colorful bill sent to them yeah. and, and you follow it up on your accounts and, yeah. and, and they're, they have, they have incredibly sophisticated billing yep. systems, yep. And, and the patient portals that have been built allow you to enter those billing. Sure. You, you see all this stuff, but how can they possibly not see and, that? And not only that, when it's seniors, they want to pay their bills. They've yep. set great credit for their whole lives, and they want to make sure that they honor yep. their bills. Well, Larry, I know we were going to talk about a couple of other ones. Maybe we can do that at the end we, of the show today, but, okay. but let's come back and talk a little bit about some CMS issues. Okay. I think, uh, All right. Some interesting issues to discuss. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You're back in the studio with Dr. Mark and Larry, and we just finished a long and somewhat painful conversation about do not pay your bills until you know they're actually your bills. Erroneous billing. Yep. yep. And and now let's uh, jump into uh, something about the uh, CMS, uh, right. what, what they're up to in the large dollar yeah. arena. Yeah, this past week, uh, Dr. Mark, CMS proposed a $1.6 billion increase to inpatient hospital payments for 2023. Right. Yeah, I now, saw this. And the, it's interesting that when you look at the statistics on what's going to happen in the future. And we talk about those. We've talked about All those. About 20% of hospital beds are going to move to the home. Yeah, so we're going to see a lot more home care right. and a lot less inpatient so care. So why wouldn't CMS be funding that 
for home care providers yeah. versus putting more dollars in the buckets of the major hospital systems? So I think I know the answer. <laughs> it's the hospital lobby. You got that right. Right. And so right. the the hospital lobby, you know, what is that? The, the AHA? American Hospital yeah. Association. Yeah, so yep. the American Hospital Association. And the Florida spends, Hospital Association. Right, yeah, too. yeah, that's yeah. true. Yep. And yeah, I wonder are they are they uh, linked at all, or is that sort of like the They're pretty uh, independent? Yeah, pretty independent. Yep. yep. So yeah, the, these lobbies spend millions and millions of dollars a year to go to Congress and yep. and yep. and tout the the woes of yep. the hospitals. Well, just to give you an idea how this all happened, CMS Administrator Chiquita Brooks Lashure held a news release on this uh, last week, and the American Hospital Association, representing 5,000 hospitals in America, got behind this push to get this increase for 2023. Yeah, but but she wasn't really in favor of this, right? No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, no. yeah. So she was speaking out against it. That's correct. And and really thinks that you know, this acute care hospital payments should not right. go up. Right. And you know brought up some some really good information. Yep. So so yep. she's. I'm air quoting in charge. That's right. She's but, the administrator. Yeah, but, CMS. But yeah. this is coming down from a congressional from Congress side. Yep, yep. that's yep. going to push push it into the face of yep. you know of them writing the checks. That's right. So I mean, I get it. So I get that one person isn't going to outnumber Congress's decision, but it just seems as though it's 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 not a fair playing field. Well, let me get have, your blood have pressure kind of, up with one more <laughs> comment, Doctor Mark. This is our this is our. Yeah. Uh, this is our, our goal for the day. Yes. Uh, CMS also proposed approximately $6.5 billion more to pay hospitals for uncompensated care in 2023. Yeah, and I love this because, you know, you talk you, – hospitals are constantly telling you about how much free care they give, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and so they're getting $6.5 million. Billion. Billion. I'm sorry, bill, yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. For that free care. That's okay. Right. Now, if you are a physician in a practice, you are getting nothing. Exactly. You cannot expect that kind of support. And and again, who is posting these huge profits? Yeah. Uh, now, we saw a lot of hospitals go out of business in the last year and a half, right? Right. But these were hospitals there that were been. operating on a yep. really tight budget. Mainly and, the rural and, hospitals. Yeah, rural hospitals, yep. Yep. smaller groups. Yep. But so what we're left with here are the are the bigger yep. groups successful hospitals and and they're they're turning profits. Well again, we talk about the 1.6 billion increase in patient, but then this uncompensated care increase, the 6.5 billion is 650 million more than they're paying in 2022 proposed for 2023, Dr. Mark. Yeah, so it just continues to go up. Yeah. And I'm sure that they they waved the big covid flags yeah. and said you know, well, we had all this extra care. The reality was that when the ERs weren't full of patients that were there for reasons that weren't good to be in the ER, right, right. The, the hospitals were actually doing all right. The only place they, they were, were really losing money is when they shut down their surgeries. Exactly. Because and you were, surgeries, you, that affected you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's because that's one of the areas in the hospital that actually makes money. Uh, you know, well, here's really the here's the part other that, areas. I you know, when to. you're involved in value based care like we are with all of our value based programs, with all of our thousand doctors, it's interesting that the whole purpose of value based care is to keep people out of the ER, keep them out of admissions and readmissions, keep them and out of the hospital, and keep them out of the hospital, yeah. and and provide the appropriate care in the appropriate place, and yet CMS 
and HHS continue to pour dollars into the hospital system. And again, it makes no it, sense, Doctor. Well, Martin. no, it's it's all yeah. the law. Lo- it's all lobby. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the strength yeah. of that. There, it's a big corporation play. And yeah, and is. now some of these hospitals aren't big corporations, but they're part of that organization, yeah. and they have a huge, huge voice, a much louder voice than the rest of us. Right. And and they can definitely pull data to make it look like, oh my goodness, yeah, we spent this much. We need this but, money. Yeah. But we we've we report on the profits of these hospital systems all the time. Exactly. And. Yeah, it's, and it's great. It, it's great. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a you know capitalist society. They yeah. should make money, but you shouldn't be getting the government handout. If That's if right. you've got a job and you're making a great living, you're not going to get a government handout. Exactly. You know, and, and you that's exactly what dime on yeah. all these handouts during COVID if right. you made a certain amount of money. Right. So right. And, and people don't really argue that. No. But in the world where we allow lobbyists and 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 these. And we get the information on these because they're actually registered lobbyists, right? right? Absolutely. And, and so, you know, we get the uh, we get in, the information. These on people payments spend and, 365 days a year in Washington. Oh man! Now yeah. let me tell you. We the do other a whole part. show about lobbyists. Yeah, today. Let me, we we could do that. But let me tell you another piece of this. I went back and I looked at what were some of the reasons that they were trying to propose this bill mm-hmm. representing these five thousand hospitals, meaning the American Hospital Association. Because CMS and HHS has got such a huge commitment to health equity, they're claiming we need the money. Right. That's yeah, it, and that's Dr. just Martin. using a buzzword, which is a very, very important concept. The black hole. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. important concept. Yeah. No but, question. But how are we going to obtain health equity? We're not going to do it with inpatient care. Yeah. Okay. And the hospitals and, are and, trying to and, exploit yeah, and monetize it. Yeah, that that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. That's that's the that's the wrong play. That is literally playing a, a card yeah. that should not be in the game and and I don't know. It, it's yeah. it is. It's frustrating and it's also not new. Yeah. And and then in the same vein, when we talk about how you treat the physicians, every proposal for CMS is to cut CPT code reimbursement rates. Oh, for sure. On procedures as we move forward in yeah. the outpatient arena. And, and we have these huge celebrations when we get yeah. a, a 1% to 2% oh, yeah. increase yeah. Yeah. over a 15-year time cycle. Right. I mean, it's, right. it's insane. Well, you know, and I, I don't like – this is one of those times when we're not really beaten up on CMS here. And right? we're not beaten and up on the hospital no, because either. The, the, no, yeah. no, I think we're – We need to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, the idea is – we need a better way to see the overall picture of where money should be spent. And I, I don't know how else you do it. If the if the lobbyists have this much influence over decisions, I don't know how else we do this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know I don't know who steps in here and says, you know, you need to take you need to take a look. If it's not if our Congress isn't paying enough attention or paying yeah. too much attention yeah. to lobbyists, how do how do we fight that? Well, they're funding their campaigns is what they're doing. Exactly. Let's, that, yeah, that that becomes. I mean, that that would be way more than another show. Yeah. But to talk yeah. about how that, that flow of money goes, and yep. it's just it's insane to see. We we scream every what what the yeah. cost of health care is yeah. in this country. Well, we we were at four point three trillion in twenty twenty one. Right. It's expected to hit nearly eight trillion in the next seven and a half years, Doctor yeah. Mark. Yeah. No, there's not. That's that's not. The and answer. yet we continue to pour it into the. I call it feed the beast. Right, and that's not a derogatory term towards the health systems in the hospitals. It's just that's where the money goes. For sure, over fifty percent of healthcare expenditure 
is inpatient hospital. You know, I think if you sat down and talked to any of our listeners, people on the street about where they think the money goes, they're going to have it way wrong. Well, the doctors cost all the money. That's what they're going to tell you. Yeah. 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 What is it? They account for 11%. Eight to eleven percent. And that's been pretty pretty steady. Yep. And we worry about for Medicare years. dropping yeah. out. Yeah. But yeah, so we were, let's let's move on because okay. but let's keep talking about CMS because again, let's we're not it. beating on CMS. It sounds like the director has the the right plan in mind, you know, and, and yeah. I know health, we've talked health equity being important, yep. Yep. um outpatient care. It's all about financial management, Dr. Mark. Yep, absolutely. That's really what it's absolutely. about. But there have been uh, there's a, a list we wanted to go over a few things mm-hmm. that that CMS has been doing and uh, is right. notable in the news. Yep. One we've talked about probably every week for the last couple of months is that they've unveiled their coverage policy for the Alzheimer's drug, yes. Aldehelm. Yes. And you know basically we I think we talked about it just last week. We did. Where we you, you need to be in a study and Clinical they're trial. going to be reimbursing yep. mm-hmm. half of what Biogen originally asked for. Exactly. So. So uh, what what else you got? Well, the other one is, uh, you know, we talked about the No Surprises Act. CMS gives answers on the No Surprises Act and really looking for good faith estimates here uh, when they're trying to resolve these self-pay issues and non-covered issues when it's out of network, Dr. Mark. Right. And that's an important thing. And yeah. like I said, I think the, that No Surprise Act is going to do a lot to educate folks on to at least pay attention to yep. these bills and see see where it goes, as opposed yeah. to you know just making it a right. oh my right. god you know what yep. am I going to do next talk yeah so and this next one disturbs me Doctor Mark CMS is going to uh, attribute 110 million now remember that's million not billion to expand what they call the money flows the person program meaning that uh, the money you can access for home and community-based programs versus in the hospital. So now we're talking 110 million, but yet they're giving the hospitals 1.6 billion, $2 million a state, (laughs) not even $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. And they're giving the hospitals the 1.6 billion increase and increasing their non pay another $650 million. So we, you, me, CMS supposedly are in agreement that those issues are the most important issues in healthcare today. Yes, and yes. that health equity, getting getting services to communities, underserved communities, yep. and they're yeah, that's that is embarrassing. Yep. That it is, is embarrassing. embarrassing. Now, the other thing that is good is that they've also proposed additional payment for hospices for into life care. Yep, that's a good one, that's and that's a good, a good one. one. But uh, but but now but now I'm now I'm going to be the naysayer and say, how much? Exactly. You know, is that is that yeah. a significant amount, or no. is that just a? It doesn't even put, have the number in there. Right. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll say it's a good idea, but I would have said the last one was a good idea until so you told me yeah. how how few dollars are involved. Yeah. And then there have been a number of specific state support programs that CMS has has gotten together, but then uh, this disproportionate share hospital allotment, Doctor Mark, you you know what that is? That's basically paying for that bad debt. Right. Right, that we yeah. talked about yeah. just a little bit yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're going to see some continued black eyes on this. I yeah. mean, I really, yeah. I, I don't, I, there is no answer to the lobbyist issue today. Uh, but, but if you really had somebody boil down with us what the main lobbies were out there, how much money they're spending, and spent a lot of time talking about that, that may, that may wake people up a little bit and have I them give them so. something else to talk about. I think so. 
Well, that was a pretty good discussion about CMS and some of the things they're up to. And we Um, just want to keep our listeners aware of what their government is proposing that impacts, and particularly under CMS, 63 million Americans in this country. No doubt. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, top management risks in healthcare for 2022. That should be great, Dr. Martin. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Thanks for coming back to us at Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry, and we finished up a little discussion about CMS. Right. Billions of dollars and millions of dollars. You know, take your pick, right? Right. It sounds- well, you know, the, the CMS Medicare program, as you know, they're expecting an additional 2 million Medicare lives yes. to go on the Every rolls year. of Medicare aging in at 65 each year between now and 2030. Yep. yep. No, it's going to be, I mean, that's where the, the number yep. that, that we talked about, the yearly expenditure is yep. really, yep. really going to go up. So, and it, it is funny because we talk about that, but it's, it, we're talking about the same dollars. So you got the lobbyist dollars, and, yep. and, and but at the end of the day, the person that's writing the check, the group that's writing the check is CMS. Yep. I actually had a couple call me the other day. One of our patients that we, we take care of in our value-based programs, they're aging into Medicare in mm-hmm. June, and they wanted to actually come in my office and sit down and talk about all the different opportunities they have for Medicare. And I really appreciated that, even though it's going to take an hour of my time. Yeah. I wanted to do that because they get so many slanted views from different areas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like like television yeah. commercials exactly. all day long. All yeah. day long. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll yeah. be good. That'll yeah. be good. Well, I think I mentioned we were going to talk mm-hmm. some about uh, the management risks in healthcare for 2022. Right. right. And uh, I don't want to make this too listy, but there's it was an interesting uh, – Interesting article that you pulled up, and yep. I thought it was worth worth discussing a little bit. Yep. So they kind of break things down a little bit in uh, like clinical risks. Yes. So it's broken in about five different categories. Five categories, yeah. right? Yeah. So the clinical risk category, we're talking about patient safety, mm-hmm. behavioral health, and case and utilization management. Right. Okay. So patient safety, where where are we at there? Are we talking about all around? Are we talking about inpatient care? Yep. Yep. Facility care. Well, you know, I think as hospital care moves more to the home, Mm -hmm. when we talk about patient safety, uh, we talk about things like fall risks and things like that, which is a big issue with CMS today. Oh, absolutely. No, that that has been. I think that was one of the the dings that the hospital saw. Yep. Uh, They were were looking at pneumonias that happened that you got in Mm -hmm. the hospital 
bed yep. sores yep. that you got yep. in the hospital. Staph and, infections. And, and falls. Yep. yep. Uh, right, right. Yep. So those those were big dings, and, yep. and those were sort of yep. – those were the the uh, carrot and the stick right. days of, of the hospitals being yep. 2% of their money being held back exactly. to make sure that they yeah, obtain the sequestration those rates. Right. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But, but then they turn around and balance it by – throwing in $6.5 billion yeah. towards the uncompensated pay. So. And it's interesting, Dr. Mark, that the very first topic in this management risk for 2022 is they mentioned patient safety under clinical because this home care, uh, hospital to home care, has created an entire new dilemma in health care as to how not only you treat these patients, how but how them. you monitor them yeah. and maintain their safety. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And that is going to be, and we, we've discussed things like the wearables and the communication that yep. you'll have with yep. your doctor's yep. office. And, I mean, it does seem like a blast of something out of the future, but, yep. I mean, like they always say, the future's now, yep. and it, it definitely is going to make sense. So, and there's so many chronic illnesses today that can be monitored Buy these remote sure. patient monitoring Absolutely. programs today. And patients are going to like that a lot yeah. more because yep. just getting to yep. your physician's office and yep. making your appointments, yep. getting all that set up can, can, be, sure. can be difficult. Two of the biggest ones, Dr. Mark, was obviously diabetes with your glucose level mm-hmm. and then high blood pressure. Right, right. You get an immediate alert when yeah. when you see these things happening and getting to an acute position. Right, and in the, in the perfect world, I mean, there's going to be an alert sent to – a monitoring system that is going to alert to your, your physician's phone. office, yep. and then mm-hmm. you're going to get a phone call. That's right. Or you'll, you'll get a text. To, That's to, right. I mean, it's not unlike your alarm system of no, your house. Very similar. And when, when we get the alarm system, agency is monitoring that, and then they check in, they say, is everything all right? You know, right, so it right, is, that's right. going to be interesting. So behavioral health, we've touched on oh, uh, quite topic. often. Yeah. And, and it is, I think, you know, it was it was a tidal wave building even before covid it was. And I think it's sort of something that, that has uh, always avoided conversation to a really uh, dangerous degree. Right. And now it's a bit more open. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the uh, telemedicine side of that has really been helpful. Without a doubt. And 80% of telehealth visits today are centered around some type of behavioral health issue. And I, I think you're going to see that stick in that group yeah. more than anywhere else. Yeah. So access has always been... The, the biggest issue, yep. and so that's great. I mean, and, I think that's, and you know, it's nice. interesting in our value-based programs beginning in 2022, Doctor Mark, and we've been in this six years. This is our seventh year with one of these payers. They instituted a quality metric about depression screening mm-hmm. for the nice. first time. Yep, yep, yeah. You know, the the depression screen. You can actually mm-hmm. that that is another billable item. Yep, and that was one of the first ways that there was there was an attempt to get more primary care engagement in this space yes. was to say that, listen, you know, you're actually going to get reimbursed for this and because it does take a, additional time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the screening at sometimes is, is not, has nothing to do with the physician right. or the provider at all. Right. You, they're just a- answering questions yeah. and they're, uh, they're, the data is being pushed forward. Well, it's interesting. You know, I think I mentioned, we actually talked about behavioral health a couple sessions ago, a couple of shows ago. And I mentioned that when I was in for my annual one year, uh, my physician looked at me and says, are you depressed? Yeah. And I said, no. He said, okay. And that was my depression that was screening. screening. Yeah. Wow. And wow. now you have to fill out what they call a uh, HPQ9 right. or Q2. Yeah, that's the billable. Those that's are the, the billable survey. Yeah. 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 And they have the same thing in the in, in pediatrics, too, to evaluate certain things. And, yeah. and that, Larry, see, that stuff makes sense yep. because it does take some time. 
and they're important measures. And and sometimes you just have to remind our caregivers. They need to remind sure. us, you know, what we're looking for. Well, and, and let's go back for just a second, Dr. Mark, because you hit on this in our last conversation. In a survey done with primary care, meaning internal med and family practice, mm-hmm. it was indicated in this survey of a couple thousand physicians that 50% of them were a little uncomfortable doing behavioral risk or mental health risk. Well, it's definitely something that we lacked in early training. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the topic can be uncomfortable. And yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, I, but I do feel like we're, we're really making headway here. Yeah. Well, I think uh, both, the COVID the pandemic brought the, a lot yeah. of this out. Yeah, yeah, I think the uh, providers and patients working together are making a lot of headway here. So that, that, right. is, that right. is great. So that is, that's another uh, a, a, big, a big piece of things that we're going to be looking at uh, as, the, as the year progresses, which we're, you know, we're nearly halfway through the year already. Right, right. All right, so the next one was uh, case and utilization management. Yep. So, and this is sort of how you manage the dollar expenditure yep. for every encounter it's or cost every and procedure. Quality. Yep. And, yep. and exactly, and how, yep. how quality builds in. And we know, we know that as, as quality increases, cost decreases. That's correct. And that's the basis of everything that we do at our organization. That's, that's at our well organization. put, Dr. Mark. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, haven't heard anybody say it quite like that. Oh, man. No, yeah. I, I'm sure I'm that's not the first. Brilliant. I'm sure not the first. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, we're no, going to also right. try it in. As I said quality that increases, As quality increases, cost decreases. Yep. That is absolutely a fact. And it is a fact. Yep. And, and we've, we've seen that the insurance companies have seen that, and that's the entire basis of value-based it care. Is. That's So totally. we do have to continue there. Yep. But then again... You know, on the hospital side, what we see is these best practices, mm-hmm. which increase or improve outcomes, yep. but they do not necessarily link as directly yep. to cost reduction. And I think another piece that goes with that, and it's not really says here, but it's under utilization and case management, it's the actual patient touch on managing chronic illnesses. Right. That's a big piece of what we do every day, Dr. Mark. Closing the care gaps? Yeah, closing yep. the care yep. gaps. Saying yep. you, need, you need to have this done. Yep. You've yep. got diabetes, and we need to see what your A1C is. You know, on, the, on a regular like, basis. On a regular basis. Yep. And, yep. And, and, and they have done a pretty good job over the years of, you know, we've talked about age triggers, so eight mm-hmm. certain things you need to do at different ages. And yep. re, they've done a good job researching the data that we have as we gain it and say, you know, actually this wasn't the right age, you know, we need to push it out. So that's going to be important. All right. So now we've got some financial and operational risks to be concerned about Uh, workforce and executive retirements and succession planning. Right. And funding healthcare from a financial and, you know, it's, it's always a joke, but the toughest job in healthcare today is the CFO of a hospital. Yeah. Trying to make that work. That's probably true. That's, that's probably, probably true. Actually, I'm going to say the toughest job in healthcare is nursing. So I'm going to, I'm going to take well, it back. Well, that's, that. and but, you know what? <laughs> we're going to talk about that towards yeah. the end of the show, Dr. Yeah, Mark. but that's part of this when they say yep. workforce, you know, so our workforce took what it was a 50% hit right. in employment in the hospitals. Right? right. And so how do we recover from that? And it hasn't recovered yet either. It has not. Yeah. And, and some could say that, well, you know, those hospitals are still open and they have mm-hmm. fewer people, so they're probably just saving money. But what are you talking about yeah. with risk? Okay. And I think, you know, we can have it aside because we talked about yeah. a, a little editorial yeah, let on, me, on let exactly me, that. Let me throw this in here. There was an editorial in the Orlando Sentinel this week, and it was actually written by a nurse. Uh-huh. And she was talking about, you know, how an emergency in the hospital leads to a call for code blue. But yet the team arrives 
the nurses and the doctors take care of the patient and save a life. Well, she feels that the shortage of nursing is in a code blue status now. Gotcha. And there is actually a bill in Congress. We're talking Washington. It's called the Nurse Staffing Standards for Hospital Patient Safety and Quality Care Act, House Bill 3165. Okay. And what they're trying to do is set some specific safety limits on the number of patients a nurse can care for in the hospital at any given time, yep. Dr. Mark. Yeah, What's so, your thoughts on that? Well, so hospitals typically have their number, right? They have their ratio. And so the ratio is is a big part of the definition between the floor, you know, right. versus the intensive care unit or a step down unit. Right. So the ratios change. Right. And it and it's, you know, it's simple math, right? If you're in the ICU in the intensive care unit, you it's hard to take care of more than two patients. Right. 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 On the floor, that number gets You pretty, may have uh, how many, Dr. Mark? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to misquote, but people can get overloaded depending on the hospital. Ten patients, maybe? Can have ten patients yeah. for sure. Okay. Okay. And, and so what we see with a, a nursing shortage or an uptick in, in something like, mm-hmm. you know, a pandemic right. is we see that ratio change. And, you know, they're, they're – they're in the field there. They're working, you know, it's, it's, this is, this is the war lines yeah. and, and they don't have any choices. It is the war. Line. And so, yeah. so there are definitely times when the staff is overwhelmed and they cannot offer the same level of attention to the patients that they could, if they had a different ratio. Right. Right. So this bill can't argue the bill, yep. give some standardization, base it on some data, base it on something that yep. says, this is, this is what's safe. This is what isn't. Yep. The, the flip side of this is where are we going to get these nurses? Right. And we're certainly not going to have the dollars to get them if we're taking right. money from CMS and throwing it for unpaid. I exactly. Because yeah, I don't think you it's just the nursing it. salary yep. that's going to yep. go up, but yep. that's the answer. We have to get right. the nurses back into the hospital. Right. And this bill has good footing. It makes sense. But I can just hear the arguments against oh, yeah. it saying, Oh my gosh, that's just going to cost us too much money. Well, and we talk about financial uh, and operational risks right there. Yeah. But I think, let me go back to its House Bill 3165. Uh-huh. If our listeners are passionate, they've had a, a family member in the hospital recently and realized that they didn't get the care they needed on the floor, uh, call your congressman and get them to support this. Great. Well, I tell you what, okay. when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Yes. And then there's a little... Uh, story about uh, Walmart here in Florida that, yep. I, that I think we ought to talk about. Going to raise a few hairs on some primary care physicians. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. Theanswerorlando.com. Tune in, iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
Thanks for coming back to the Healthcare Now studio. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry, and we're going to continue our discussion of some really important topics to think about. And, and it says 2022, but like I said, we're pretty deep into it. I think this, yes. is, this is something that's not going away. Can you believe it's yeah. uh, late April, Dr. I know, Mark? I know. It's moving right along. Crazy. So we were, we were discussing financial and operational mm-hmm. risks. And if somebody just tunes in and hears me say that, they're probably just going to take a nap. But, just, but, uh, but there's some important out. stuff here, right? <laughs> right. So staff safety and security. Now, yep. that's something you really yep. don't hear much about. No. And it is crucially important. Again, we're trying to attract the workforce back into the hospitals. Yep. And again, that's about operational risks more Absolutely. than it is financial Absolutely. risks. And yep. we've got large campuses. They've got to, yep. they've got to pay attention to the security side. I mean, you yep. don't hear too many scary stories, but no. you do hear them if you spend some time in the hospital, what it has. Every so, now and then. Yep. So that's yep. something that, that is, is definitely on the radar. The next one is really, uh, really interesting. Vendor management. Yep. So just to lay it out. So the vendors, anybody who sells anything to the hospital. Right. So whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's durable medical goods, yep. whether it's the uh, food for the cafeteria, yep. Um, yep. whether it's the third-party security group that yep. does do that security and safety Exactly. Piece. So everything. So you can't have free flow of, of vendors in and exactly. out of that hospital right. like you could if it was some other institution, exactly. right? Exactly. So there, there is a pretty complex level of monitoring who can actually even come into the hospital. Yeah. And I think uh, they call that the material services department or something like that. Well, they, they have some yeah. systems where any vendor has to register themselves right. and check in. And, and quite frankly, the, the more sophisticated hospital systems are, are going to make sure mm-hmm. that that individual is supposed to be there, has a purpose, right. has clearance. Right. And so, I mean, I think that that, that is that is a nice yeah. thing because a hospital is just not an open system where anybody can come out willy nilly. And you know, I think the one of the things that really pushed this is when vendors came in and they wanted to really push their products, if you will, mm-hmm. to providers right. or to nurses or right. to anybody that was there. Right. And that isn't the system that the hospital really wants right. to happen. And while you're talking about vendor management, let's talk about joint venture management and oversight of those vendors. You know, nowadays. A lot of outsourced vendors do things in the hospital, and how do you manage that, the cost associated with it, and the risks and the safety involved with it? Yeah, it's it's an entirely different business model yeah. that we're looking at. You know, when we talk about some of the private equity firms that are getting mm-hmm. involved on the provider side, and it's the, – the difference here is you may have a, a group, like a joint venture group, might be the set of – anesthesiologists mm-hmm. that are in their own large practice and they can, contr- they contract with the hospital for yeah. services. And at some point they may say, listen, you know, we're really sharing these dollars. Why don't we see right. if we can work together right. in a joint venture and do a better job? Yeah. So that, that's something we've seen going on for some years. The flip side of that mm-hmm. has been these venture capital groups yep. that come in and, and acquire or partner with many such groups across the country yep. and now they have a voice but they don't have to align themselves directly right. with the hospital right. they just have that they continue well, a good the example of that agreement. is team health dr mark yep. oh yeah they yeah, do pathology radiology um yeah there's, ER, there's a number out and a lot of hospitals tend to specialize in one yep. thing or another and yep. then grow from there mm-hmm. but right. that's you know that's something that we've, we've yep. touched on in the past right. and you know the biggest thing we're going to talk about when it comes to risk and we can we could spend a whole show on this is legal and regulatory compliance. Right, right. No, Huge topic, yeah. Dr. Mark. Absolutely. No, I think that 
the regulatory compliance of things yep. like pharmaceuticals. Yep. Um, I mean, we, we know that the sales and this, this ties back into that vendor management as well. Right. Um, both the safety of pharmaceuticals right. as well as how much advertising is allowed, yep. how, how patient driven or physician driven is a product. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things that, that really need to be uh, paid attention to. And the pharmaceutical companies are the big winners in this, this game of, of healthcare. Yep. I mean, they're, they're, posting the the largest gains uh along with the insurance think, companies i mean that's that's a piece yeah, that we're gonna have to pay attention without a to. doubt and i would think the newest thing dr mark is the last bullet in this area that's the moving hospital care to the home particularly acute care at home that's a huge legal uh, right is, is it safe yeah, is it safe? Yeah, it's and, a huge and, legal and, black hole, really. And, and it yeah. is safe, yeah. but there mm-hmm. are going to be issues. Yes. And so I would imagine that we're going to track what type of yep. liabilities yep. have we had in the hospital space versus the home space. Yep. Yep. And I think we're going to have new issues, but not necessarily greater more impactful issues. Yeah, yeah. So, but that is something that that is going to go right and, along. And and we all know that and we've talked about this many times there is more acute care going to be delivered in the home in the future. No As doubt. we indicated earlier, 20% of hospital beds are going to move to the home. Yeah, and it, and that's going to be a really positive thing. Yeah. Because in the last 10 years what we've been fighting is hospital acquired issues. Yep. That's been the big CMS yep. push for a decade, maybe I'm even under, it might have been 15 years, yeah, yeah. but but hospital-acquired issues and the incredible cost and loss that are connected with those. Right. So we're going to see those eliminate, and the question becomes, do we develop something new that we're going to worry about? We don't yeah, know yet. Yeah. I, I I feel like not. I think that, that that's a better well, Everybody better and their brothers it. trying to get into the home care space, as you that's know. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Everybody. Yep. And then we always have technology. One of the one of the arguments about the cost of our medical system is that we drive the technology for the world, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be drug development right. or biomedical devices. Yep. Um, how do we take care of all the data now? The 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 incredible electronic medical record systems that these hospitals yep. are working with. There's several that you can now get data from hospital to hospital if yep. they have that same electronic yeah. medical records. Right. So how safe is that data? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I was just in a, uh, the IP association of America conference a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. down at the Hyatt grand Cypress and the FBI cybersecurity czar for the central Florida market spoke at this conference. Oh really? It was one of the most interesting conversations huh. I've heard in a long time. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And he talked about, you know, not only, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, but he mm-hmm. talked about, you know, the ransomware uh, preparedness that hospitals and every healthcare provider must do in the future to avoid these kind of cybersecurity issues. Oh, well, we've had, we've seen this in the news yeah. and to have a hospital shut down over ransomware. Yeah. I can tell you, as these hospitals have transferred to electronic medical records and ordering, when they've had a just a regular computer glitch mm-hmm. and the computers are down for 11 hours, it is chaos. It's a nightmare. It is yeah. just yeah. chaos. And and that's where we run into uh, medical errors. Right. And so, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a huge piece. Uh, then biomedical devices, as we create the market yep. for new yep. devices, the idea of their safety, you know, things are pretty well vetted 
but until you get them out in the field and using them, there may be some things that aren't aren't right. recognized. So that's going to be yeah. a continued piece to uh, follow. Right. And, you know, Dr. Mark, I think the last one we'll just talk about is some emerging things. And we all know that robotic process automation surgery and all pr- mm-hmm. robotic right. procedures are becoming a big deal. I'm sure you've had some experience in that yourself. Right. So the, the robotic surgery stuff, I think, is different from what most people imagine. So, you know, it's really a a precise, precision instrument that's being controlled by a person who's trained on it, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to the idea of a autonomous robot doing any tasks. But but that's the level where we are is is can we use these these sensors and the robots to right. avoid right. injury and to avoid yeah. issues. But but telemedicine is another big one that yep. we should kind well, of touch let's on. Let's go back to robot can... just a minute, Dr. Mark. You know, I've had a couple people ask me, when you're in a surgery and you're doing robotic surgery and you see that you don't have the access you need, then you open the patient up on a normal surgery. Is that correct? It's more complicated than that. But, okay. But, yeah, you, you it's just the same with laparoscopic surgery. It's not if you see access. If you're unable to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these cases may start robotically or laparoscopically. Okay. And I said a lot. It isn't yeah. a lot, but but a number of them may start that way. Uh-huh. And then there are certain things in your, in your experience that will tell you this is not going to happen in this method. So, so then it's normal then, surgery. Then it's, or it's open surgery. It's open yeah. surgery. Right, right. Okay, yep. good. Thanks for clarifying that. You bet. You bet. So then uh, that's that really kind of covers that that list. I hope that a lot wasn't, of good wasn't stuff too dry. That, uh, I mean, it just shows you how complicated it is to be a healthcare professional today, Doctor Mark. Well, there there are a lot of things, and and this taps on like from every angle of healthcare, yeah, right? It doesn't it does. just it doesn't just take take care of of just healthcare delivery from the provider. Right. I mean, it's talking about systems and systems analysis and, you know, risk development, you know, trying to trying right. to mitigate risks all, right. all through the plan are really what we right. need. You know, you had mentioned uh, talking about Walmart. What'd you have there? Well, it's really kind of, uh, I don't know, man, there's all, there's always something now. So Walmart is rolling out some health centers that are going to include imaging, uh, EHR integration, there's going to be you can walk in, you can get your lab work, your EKG, uh, receive dental, optical, hearing, all for a flat fee. Wow! So it's going to be literally like Walmart, a one stop yep. shop yep. for things all. And the the exciting thing here, and I'm again air quoting, is that mm-hmm. the five locations that Walmart's opening up for this model are, in are all in Florida. <laughs> And you know, near us. You know, I think that's, yeah. you know, and Florida is a big place. I think all the uh, fast food restaurants try us here first. So why they not? Do. Why exactly. not? Well, it's it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, this next week, two are opening up in Jacksonville, one in Jacksonville, one in Middleburg. And then we've got two opening in Central Florida, one in Sanford, one in Kissimmee, and another one open up in, in the Tampa area. And all I can say is good, bad, or ugly this is going to make our primary care friends and apparently our Very dentists upset. and our optical delivery um, systems. Well, you know, oh, you, know the, you know where I first heard this Mm-mm. from the imaging for the radiologists that own independent imaging centers. Oh my gosh. It's going to kill them. But the, the cost that Wal, Walmart's going to have to go through to build an imaging suite. Can you imagine? No, I mean, that cost of those. I mean, are kind we talking of, about like 
Because these imaging centers are Surely typically not set up. Put MRIs. Well, that's what I was just going to say. That's what yeah. I was getting. Like, yeah. like in the imaging centers, you've got you've got your traditional radiographic machines. Then you've got your CT scans, your ultrasound, and your right. MRI. Yeah. And the the cost of that is is quite quite significant. Yeah. For them to build these centers to have all these other things, they're basically building an outpatient framed hospital. Right. 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 And so if they're going to create this level of overhead are they going to be able to deliver this at a better price i mean that's that's what it gets down to and i i don't know it's it they're they're experimenting walgreens they are cbs they're there and you've got this village health with uh walgreens you got a lot of these things going on yep it's been a great conversation today, Doctor Mark. Yeah, we've covered we've a lot talked of things. about a lot yeah, of stuff. Absolutely, and and I think it's just interesting that when we bring up these issues, like our billing issue that we talked about, again, I loved your never, never, never pay a bill yep. until you know why you're paying the bill. Exactly, unless it's your water or electric. Exactly, you don't <laughs> have any choice on that. <laughs> that's one. right. That's right. Well, we'll be back next week with right. more of the same. Good Thank to you, see you, Larry. Mark. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now.